The following message is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe can be found at axechurchleander.com. Today's reading comes from John 14, 1-14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe me on evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So, uh, can I just get an amen in the comment section? Like, can we just say 2020 has been just a rough year? Can we just, I mean, it's not even like at the end of the year. It's already August. But like, 2020 has been a pretty rough year. Like, there have been some great things that have happened, right? We've seen different things like weddings and John Krasinski's uh, some good news stuff and all that. But overall, 2020 has been kind of a rough year. Am I right? Um, and, you know, there seems to be this uh, sort of way that we communicate as Americans to describe how we're feeling, um, but it's a very sarcastic way of communication, and uh, it's something that we call memes. And uh, I just wanted to share some memes with us as, as we start um, our time in our message just for fun. So uh, first one up is this one. Oh, it is not showing. There we go. All right, first one, 2020. One star, very bad, would not recommend, right? That's the, that's the Yelp review or the Google review that I would put for, for the year for 2020. Um, one star. All right. Second meme. I'm getting a lot of amens over here. Second one. 2020 is a unique leap year. It has 29 days in February, three, 300 days in March, and five years in April, right? I mean, April was just really the longest month ever. And then all of a sudden, right after April, everything sped up, right? And it's already August now. It's crazy. And you'll blink and tomorrow it'll be October. But, you know, I digress. Um, But the last one is my favorite meme. Um, And I think this kind of represents my life in 2020 as a whole. Uh, My 2020 plans versus my 2020 life, right? Um, COVID-19 wasn't just talking about uh, the virus, but about the amount of weight that I gained as well during our time of quarantine and uh, stay-at-home stuff. But 
out of all, in all seriousness, 2020 has really been a rough year for a lot of people, right? Maybe it's the first time, well, I think for everybody, it's been the first time we've experienced a worldwide pandemic, right? Um, but maybe there have been some other serious things that have happened in 2020. Um, maybe there have been times when uh, maybe you've just experienced, like, death in a family, and uh, maybe that was, you know, someone that was very close to you, or maybe it was a friend that was close to you, died due to COVID, or, or maybe, you know, being in quarantine for a really long time just uh, was a really rough time. Um, just having to work while taking care of your kids and, and trying to figure all of that out in life, or, or maybe you've lost your job. Um, there's just been a lot of rough things that have happened in 2020, right? And it, con- it just continues to pile up. It keeps building up to more and more things that we have to think about, things that we have to make decisions on, all of these different things. And for us as Christians, even still in a, in a world that's, that's, that's kind of suffocating and, and drowning in a lot of information and a lot of stress and a lot of decision-making, it's hard for us to be able to, to wrestle with how can we continue to, to follow God during this time, right? We have this question that how can we follow an all-powerful, all-controlling, and all-loving God when everything around us seems to be falling apart, right? We, we continue to have this question over and over again with all this negativity that we're seeing in the news and the media and we're experiencing with our own lives. And then we get into John 14, 1. And we, we enter this scene, and Jesus has spent time with his disciples, spent three years with them, and, and he's in this intimate setting with his disciples in the upper room. And it's kind of his last moments with his disciples before he gets arrested and goes to the cross and dies. And he's done a lot of things with them, right? They've, they've seen miracles. They've seen healings. They've seen him teach and, and be, with, be with people that, that people normally wouldn't want to hang around, right? And then he starts telling his disciples in this upper room, he's like, look, I, there's going to be a time when I'm not going to be with you any longer. Right? I've spent three years building our relationship together. Things have been great. I've been teaching. You guys have been learning. You guys have been growing. And now I'm not going to be here any longer. But on top of that, there's even more bad news that, that someone among them is a, is a rat. He's going to betray him. And Peter's going to deny him three times. And so all these things start coming up, and, and the disciples are starting to have questions and are confused. And the first thing that pops up—oh, what happened here? Hello. There we go. Uh, and what Jesus says in verse 1, he says, let not your hearts be troubled. Right? Out of all the confusion, of all the different things that are happening, he says, let not your hearts be troubled. And then Jesus starts talking about how in his father's house there are so many rooms, and, and he gets all excited, and he's like, you know, my disciples, you guys are going to be my roommates, and I'm going to bunk with Peter, and it's going to be great, and we're going to have this whole community of, of believers gathered together in my father's house, and it's going to be great, and it's going to be awesome, and we're going to celebrate in my father's house, and it's going to be such a wonderful experience for us for eternal life. And he's like, you guys know how to get there, right? Like, it's like, I don't need to give you guys the directions. You guys don't need a GPS, or you, you guys don't need me to print out MapQuest uh, directions, right? Does anybody remember MapQuest? That was a thing, printing out directions in order to get to a place. And then you get to uh, Thomas, who's this, probably the most, like, logistical uh, disciple of the group. And he's like, whoa, 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 Jesus, hold up. Uh, we don't even know where you are going. How, how can we know the way? And I feel like this question, how can we know the way, is probably one of the most foundational questions that we have in 2020. Jesus, how can we know the way when 
I have to make a decision about my kids going to school or doing online or doing a hybrid. Jesus, how can I know the way if I have to make a decision within three weeks of them doing online and then I have to make this large decision for the rest of their semester and maybe it's putting them in, in danger or it's putting them, keeping them safe or having them learn in a different environment. Jesus, how can I know the way when, when I don't know if COVID spikes are going to go back up again and if we're going to have to be quarantined? And, and, and Jesus, how can we know the way if, if my job starts getting furloughed and, and I have to lose my job? Lord, how can I provide for my family? Jesus, how can I know the way when my business has just started getting back up into business and, and people have started being a part of it? And, and how can I know the way if, if we're going to have to uh, go back to um, just being at home or having to do online? Or Jesus, how can I know the way of having to get back into my office and having to do these Zoom meetings again? I'm tired of Zoom meetings. Jesus, how can I know the way when all these things start piling up? And, and Jesus, there's this uh, election that's coming up. And uh, Jesus, how can I know the way of who to vote for? Do I vote for Biden or for Trump? And is Kanye running anymore? I have no idea. Jesus, how can I know the way when there's uh, a lot of political unrest and a lot of social unrest and racial injustice? And I, I need to have this conversation, but I don't know where to start. And I don't really understand understand white privilege, and, and I don't know how to have these conversations with people who look differently than me, and it's just an uncomfortable situation. Jesus, how can I know the way when I'm stuck in quarantine or I'm stuck staying at home, and, and depression is starting to start to pile up, and anxiety is starting to build within me? Jesus, how can I know the way? How can I know the way? And Jesus looks straight into his disciples' eyes amidst all of that. He says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Yes, Jesus, yes, I understand. Yeah, that's a great bumper sticker. I love that. It's a great thing for me to, to quote and to tweet and to put up, and it's awesome, and I, t- I totally agree with that. But Jesus, I have so many questions about all these things. What should I do next? What's my next move? What's my next decision that I have to make? And, and Jesus says this. He says, no one comes to the Father except through me. Yes, Jesus, I understand that. I get all of that. I, every time I pray, I'm on my knees and I say the Lord's Prayer, you know, your prayer that you pray, and then we say, in Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Every time I pray, every time I pray for all these different things, and it just seems like things are starting to come up empty, Jesus, I, I know that. No one comes to the Father except through you. I, I'm praying in Jesus' name. You, you hear your name in there. Obviously, no one comes to the Father except through you, but yet I have so many questions, and, and if God would just only show his face and he would only reveal himself to me so that he can give me the answers that I need in this time, and in this place, and Jesus says, no. The one who has seen me has seen the Father. And it seems like, it seems like every time that we have something new that comes up, that the questions that we're asking are not the answers that we're getting from Jesus. And that's a really hard thing for us. But I want us to take a step back because what Jesus gives us aren't just pithy answers or bad advice from a good friend. In fact, he gives us the one answer that is above every other answer. It's not, it's not a Sunday school answer. It's something much deeper, much broader, something that transcends all culture, all questions, all depression, everything. It's that that he gives us himself. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
In fact, what he does is that the way of Jesus is not directional. It's incarnational. Jesus is saying, just look to me. Put your hope and your trust in me. Out of all these things that are happening in this world, take heart, I have overcome the world. In my Father's house, there are so many rooms for you to be able to be in. You are going to have a chance to commune with so many different people from all different ethnicities and tribes and nations. And in my Father's house, COVID doesn't exist. In my Father's house, you don't have to worry about whether to wear a mask or to not wear a mask. There's no election in my Father's house. You have me and you have all of me. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Jesus is the life. Jesus is the truth incarnate. He is the embodied truth that we so long for. And yet so many times, it seems like we try to dismiss that and call it a Sunday school answer. And we try to to look for other truths in different places. Maybe it's trying to seek out bad advice from good friends. Maybe it's looking for other truths through the internet. Relying on things like WebMD or or, or hearing things from the government and and trusting in those things. You see, the, the things that we find, we find our truths in the things that we trust. So if we, if we lean to things that, to give us answers, we want to be satisfied in those, but those things are only temporary. And Jesus is saying, look, I want you to zoom out from the entire picture. I want you to see the broader picture of this world because I have overcome the world. I am doing a new thing. We find our truths in the things that we trust. So where, where are you putting your allegiance to? Where are you putting your hope and your confidence? Because oftentimes when I look at my own life, I, I, I tend to lean and to trust into things that actually will never satisfy me and bring me hope and peace and joy and comfort. Instead, I, I come up with more questions rather than answers. But Jesus is the answer above all answers. And, and the way that, that Paul put it, he put it like this. He says, if then you have been raised with Christ, Seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, I'm going to say that again, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. And this is the hardest part of the message, is that I, it's so easy for me to say, you know, ignore all the things that are happening during this time. Ignore all those questions that I just shared and, and just trust in Jesus and things will be fine. Because the reality is, is that we have real problems and real problems need real answers and real decisions. But if we continue to put our, our trust in these problems, then we're never going to end up finding a, a solution because Jesus, again, is the answer to all answers that we're stuck in this paradox at this point in time when, when Jesus really is the truth in all things, and we should put our full allegiance and trust in him. And, and we should follow Paul in saying, seek the things that are above, where Christ is. But we also have real issues here. 
We have jobs. We have, we have relationships. We have family. We have real things that, that we're struggling with here on this earth. But, but when, when Paul is saying this, to seek your mind on things that are above, it's to have a lens the way that Jesus has in order to see where Jesus is in all those situations in your life. And, and this is helpful for us because it helps us to be transformed by, by this truth, that as we continue to grow in our relationship with God, we begin to start seeing the way that God sees. We start to see how, how Jesus saw life, right? Instead of hearing what the world says, to, to hate your enemy and to, to love your own neighbor, to love your own friends, Jesus is saying, no, I want you to love your neighbor and to love those who are, who are persecuting against you and to love your enemies. And, and he says, greater love has none than this, that, that one would lay down his life for his friends. Jesus is saying, my followers, the world will know that you are my followers by the way that you love one another. And so as we continue to, to look at the rest of the world, as we continue to look at the truths of this, this world, we begin to change the way our question is formed from that question in the very beginning. In the middle of everything that's falling apart, how can we follow an all-powerful and all-controlling and all-loving God? In the middle of everything that's falling apart, where is the hope? Where is the light? Where is Jesus in these moments that I can continue to pour out onto people so that they can see that Jesus is the truth incarnate, that Jesus is the embodiment of all truth, the answer above all answers. And in that, we find hope, we find confidence, we find trust in Jesus who laid down his life for his friends, for you and for me. And when we become transformed by the truth, our way and our life also becomes transformed as well. Our prayers start to change our attitudes start to change. The way that we see people start to change. The, see, the way that we ask questions start to change because we have a lens, we have a perspective that is, that is heavenward instead of looking forward or backward or earthward, whatever it is, that Jesus is giving us a new mind, a new heart that follows after him above all things. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Acts Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others and stay connected with us at actschurchleander.com.